The following audio is from the Grove Church Snohomish campus. For more information about our church or to listen to previous sermons, check out our website at grove.church. Well, good morning, Grove Church. I'm so happy that you're here today. As my brother said on the video, it is awesome to say thank you. And we continue our series today called Say It. We're talking about gratitude and Thanksgiving. Man, I gotta be honest, I'm impressed with you today. Thanksgiving weekend, coming out of the food coma, you showed up. So I'm so happy that you're here today. I hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, Before we jump into the message today, just a couple of highlights that I wanna bring up that I'm really excited about. First of all, we're in the season of Christmas and it's the season of giving and obviously giving thanks, but it's also a season where uh, we really express generosity to families in need. And so a week from today, uh, December 2nd, we'll be launching our Christmas outreach here at Grove Church Snohomish. It's called The Gift. And what we do as a church, this will be the first year our campus has done it. Uh, What we do is we'll have a giving tree in the lobby. Uh, This year, we're adopting families in the community of Snohomish that are in need. And so we'll have an opportunity for you to grab a tag, shop for kids, shop for a family, family and have an opportunity to bless, bless families in need. In addition to that, not only will we adopt families in the community from schools and different organizations here in this city, we're also going to adopt families within our church. So if you're a single parent or you know someone who attends our church as a, that is a single parent, if you would just talk to someone at the guest table today, uh, we love to adopt and, and celebrate and bless single parents at Christmas time. And so if that's you, you can sign up at the table in the lobby. But again, you'll be hearing about that more next week as we launch the gift and uh, celebrate Christmas in giving. In addition to that, I wanted to remind you from last week what we talked about. We talked about seeing gratitude, and we, we talked about uh, a story in Luke uh, where there was 10 people uh, that had a skin disease called leprosy. And what happened is they all were healed in the same way. Only one of them returned to give God thanks. And I talked about, that's a great example of seeing gratitude. Today, I want to talk about saying it. I want to talk about two words that I think are the most powerful words at your disposal that should be used not only on Thanksgiving weekend, but should be used often daily in your life. And the two words are thank you. And so before we jump into the text today, if you have a Bible, though, you can get there. First Chronicles 29 is where we're going to be. We're also going to be in Psalms 150 and a little bit in Colossians. But I'm always amazed. I don't know if you're amazed by this. I'm always amazed at the amount of junk mail that I get in my mailbox every single day. I don't know if you're this kind of person, but I hate getting the mail, okay? I get the mail about once a week, okay? And I make my mail lady or mail gentleman very angry. But I hate getting the mail because usually it's just full of junk, right? Uh, during the midterm elections, it was all the ads. Uh, now it's Black Friday and the season of shopping. So now it's all the specials and the doorbusters and the Cyber Monday deals and all that kind of stuff. And so I don't, know, I don't know if you're like me, but usually when I get the mail about once a week, I have a stack, you know, mountain high full of of mail. I got to go through, you know, all the junk, throw away all the, you know, useless paper. Uh, finally, I get to something even more depressing. It's called bills. All right. And uh, that's the worst part ever of the week. This is why I hate getting the mail. So, you know, you're going through the mail and you're like, junk, junk. Oh man, good to go, Bill. I hate these bills. And you know, the junk, oh, the water bill. So that becomes more depressing. But every now and then, Every now and then, there's a miracle that happens in my mailbox. Every now and then, somebody sends me a card, all right? I don't know if you know about this, but there's this thing called handwriting and cursive handwriting. It's pretty incredible. But every now and then, it's like a needle in a haystack. 
It's like a treasure lost at sea. You go to that mailbox, you're sifting through all the junk, all the depressing bills, and lo and behold, you have a card. And it has, some, it has your name on it. And somebody wrote you a card with their own handwriting, with decorated stamps and cute little notes. And you're like, oh my word, everything is right and normal in life because somebody sent me a card. I can live today with joy and happiness. Okay, maybe it's not that dramatic. But so for me growing up though, growing up, for me this moment happened usually about a monthly basis, and it was my grandma's letters, okay? So I don't know what it was about me and my grandma. My grandma's got tons of grandkids, but I don't know what it was, but she just loved me the most, okay? I don't know what it was. Probably the looks, okay? I mean, obviously, uh, I don't know what it was, but she only sent me letters. I got two older brothers. They never got nothing from her. It was awesome. And so, but growing up, my grandma would send me these letters once a month. It was the funniest thing, because looking back on them now as an adult, and I dug this thing out to share it with you today, but looking back on it as an adult, I remember going to the mailbox and I'd see these letters and I'm like, I'd run in the house, mom, dad, grandma sent me another letter. You know, it was, it was so funny because she had this routine where it was always on legal notepads, okay, the, the ruled white or, or yellow legal notepad. And the best and worst thing about these letters was the cursive, okay? Oh my word, you may not know about this, but there's this thing called cursive handwriting, okay? It's kind of foreign to most people today. But the cursive handwriting was so difficult as a child to read, and my mom would have to read them to me. So I wanna share with you my, my grandma's letter because this has made me so happy digging this out for you. But you have to understand, I've read this about six times just to prepare myself to read it to you because it's still a little bit hard for me to read. But man, the, this joy from my, my grandma growing up, getting these letters. So this is uh, my grandma, June 21st, 2003. She always dated them. She always page numbered them. Um, this is uh, from, from my grandma to me and me only. Um, my dear Andrew, how you bless me every time I hear from you and every time I see you. I'm so blessed. When I feel down, but then start counting all that God has given me, I'm rich. I was deeply moved after receiving your June 3rd letter. It gave, I gave it to everyone. I gave everyone your letter, excuse me. I pray that their spirits will stir, will stir them enough to support your missions, to ignite gratitude in their being, to understand what the Lord is working through you, my loved one. As I write this letter, you probably are just getting back from Miami. I want, you to, I want you to tell me all about it. I will see you June 30th and will be with you until July 15th. I want to spend as much time with you, Nate and Jordan, as your schedule permits. You know, God has provided me with so much and I'm very happy to invest in souls for Christ. This is great. My God, Andrew, I... I, I always knew that Christ was going to make an evangelist out of you, but I'm not surprised after hearing you preach at church, what's your name? And you prayed over me so beautifully. I want you to pray over me again. After being with kids in Miami this week, I know that your heart wants to do more and more for them. You serve as a model wanting Christ in these kids' lives. We live in such a fallen world. Kids are very disappointed in the world they live in. 
I'm excited about seeing you all soon. How is your mom and how is she doing? Say hello to her. Here at home, everyone is okay, but I pray they would be close to God. God has promised me that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm standing on his word, his truth. Oh, how I thank him for the faith he instilled in me. I know that you pray for us and the Lord listens. Please pray for Lisa, Joshua, Michael, and Matthew, for them to seek the Lord. I'm trying to get Lisa and Joshua back to church. If only Lisa would get Joe out of her life. Everyone say drama. Um, He's nothing but trouble. She deserves so much better. I I know she doesn't appreciate me telling you this, um, but I'm asking you to pray. I'm doing well, just need to lose weight and bring my cholesterol down. I saw, this is my favorite part of the whole letter. Uh, I saw my doctor today because of an insect bite. My arm got infected and it itched. I was working in my rose garden at the end of the day. It was swollen and red and boy, did it itch. Uh, Anna, Lisa and I are doing some walking at the park. I'm able to walk two miles now with help from the Lord. It was so hard for me. It is so hard for me not to eat chocolate and junk food, goodies. Uh, this, is, this is my best part of the whole letter right here. I'm good with fried chicken and vegetables because I like them, but, but then I mess up with goodies, as if, as if fried chicken is like healthy for you. Um, well, well, Andrew, I say goodbye for now until we meet on June 30th. It's going to be fun, and before you know it, it'll be here. I love you all and miss you. Love, Grandma. You know, I share one of these letters with you, not because it says fun things about me, but because there is such power in words. Words have such a powerful way of impacting our lives. And we remember words. I mean, there's the old, you know, little rhyme that said, sticks and stones, you know, will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's just false. Words hurt Words can build up, words can tear down. And again, like I opened, one of the best words, one of the two most powerful words, one of the words I'm gonna challenge you to use more in the coming year than you've ever had is the words, thank you. Is expressing gratitude, of actually saying it, of saying those words when they matter the most because they're powerful and they mean so much to our lives. And in studying this message, I found this article of a guy who wrote a book about gratitude. And this is a guy that had an experience. The book is called A Simple Act of Gratitude. I want to read this article. This is from a guy who read this guy's book. It says, uh, the title of the article is How to Simple, How a Simple Act of Gratitude Changed One Man's Life and Can Transform Yours Too. He writes, until you learn to be grateful for the things you have, you will not receive the things you want. It's what the voice of John Killick's head said to him on one of New Year's Day in Pasadena. Rewinding a few years ago on January 9th, 2010, I received a phone call that would change my life forever. I pulled into a parking lot at the Flint Center in Coopertown for an event and saw that I had missed a call and a voicemail from my aunt. I had the feelings in my bones that something was wrong. She said something happened to my father and I needed to get to the hospital. That was all the information I had. There was a million thoughts going through my mind. My girlfriend drove back as we were on the driveway. I received the worst news possible from my sister. 
As she uttered the words, I dropped my cell phone and I felt a puddle of tears in my palms. She said, my father passed away from a heart attack. When I arrived to the hospital, his body was still warm and I couldn't help to think he was going to awake. My mother was 75 miles away in Afghanistan and my sisters and I were at loss for words in the waiting room. I didn't expect the tragic event on January 9th. I just had dinner with close friends at my father's restaurant where he cooked us a meal the night before. For months after, my life was going crazy out of control. He goes on to say, have I always been thankful for everything in my life? Of course, but I've never practiced gratitude until then. Recently, I stumbled on a book called A Simple Act of Gratitude. I don't know how it got on my bookshelf, almost as if it was meant to be there. I read the first 10 pages and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's about a guy whose life was a disaster. He was miserable, broke, overweight, and on a second divorce, living in a crumby apartment in LA with no air conditioning. He was an attorney and he couldn't afford to pay his employees their Christmas bonuses because his clients weren't paying their bills on time and sometimes not paying them at all. He goes on to write, it's easy to complain about your life until you have someone else's life to compare to. How did this guy survive? What did he do to overcome adversity? I want to know more about his journey, so I read on. His story is about gratitude, but what did he have to be thankful for? The premise from this book is that John had an epiphany while he was hiking in the hills of LA on New Year's Day. He decided that his goal was to write one thank you note every day for the next year for a total of 365 thank you notes. He wanted to find a reason to be thankful and grateful every single day. Incredibly enough, there were things right under his nose to be thankful for that he hadn't even noticed. Thank you. The two most powerful words at your disposal. The Bible is chock full of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of praise. And I could spend probably six months on just talking about the importance of gratitude and thanksgiving. Where I want to land today is in First Chronicles. A little background here, and then we'll, we'll read the text. In First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, it's just telling the history of the nation of Israel. It's talking about the different kings and how long they reigned, the genealogies of the families, the lineages of the families, and all that kind of stuff. And so in First Chronicles, in some ways, it can be a little bit boring to read because it's name after name after name after nation after nation after nation. But at the end of it, I read something this week that just really opened my eyes to the power of gratitude and thanking. So this focus here today is gonna be on two things here. One, I'm gonna call you to thanking God. We're gonna hear from David in just a moment about the power of thanking God, about saying thank you to God. And then the second one will be thanking others. Let's first read and and talk about thanking God for a minute. This is found in 1 Chronicles 29, one through 20 here. So uh, King David here, it says, then King David turned to the assembly, to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has chosen, clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals, it is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, as well as great quantities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my own private treasuries of gold and silver to help in the construction. 
This is in addition to the building materials I've already collected for his holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir, uh, 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the building and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribe of Israel, the generals and captains of the army and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly. For the construction of the temple of God, they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, 3,750 tons of iron. They contributed numerous precious stones which are deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehul, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and King David was filled with joy. Now I really want you to pay attention here. This is David's prayer of praise. Again, we're focusing here for a moment here on thanking God. Just listen to how he thanks God for who he is. This is verse 10 of 1 Chronicles 29. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on the earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom, we adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. He goes on. O Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. Lastly here, O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, give praise to the Lord your God, and the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. Let's pray for God's word today. God, I thank you so much for this season. I thank you so much for this season of thanksgiving, for gratitude. And I pray today, God, more than anything, that we would say it. God, we would say it boldly. We would say it courageously. We would say it often. We thank you, Lord, today for who you are. We thank you for everything you've done in our lives, God. We thank you for our church, our family, our community, God. And I pray today, God, our hearts would be filled with gratitude for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. If we're going to practice saying it, if we're going to practice thanking, if we're going to practice this beautiful two words of thank you, we must first start with thanking God. 
It must become a habit in our lives where we thank God and we thank him often. You may ask yourself, well, what am I thanking God for? Well, David gives us a model here of just some examples of some things that we thank God for. I'm just gonna kind of review what he says here. We thank God for his power, his greatness and his majesty. We should be adoring and thanking God for his strength and his rule in the earth. We thank God that heaven and earth belong to him. And we remind ourselves often that God is the one who rules this land. He is king over all the earth and his kingdom will never end. We thank God for our finances and our wealth, that our jobs are his, our wealth are his, everything belongs to him. We thank God for his power and might. He chooses who becomes great with influence and strength. And he is the one who's in control of our lives. We thank God for giving us everything. We thank God that life is a gift and is meant to be enjoyed and lived. We thank God for the breath in our lungs. And we were reminded from David that life is short. In fact, James even told us in a different letter, in a different book of the Bible, that we're just like a mist or a vapor that are here for a little while and then gone. So we thank God for the life that we have and that God is the giver of life and the giver of death. In Psalms 150 is another great reminder of the power of gratitude and thanking God. 150 Psalms, the very last one, says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequaled greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath or let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you're feeling down about your life, if you're feeling like life may be handed you a, a wrong hand, one of the best things that you can begin to practice and say is giving thanks to God. You can begin to tell God, thank you for all that you've done in my life. You're feeling discouraged. You're feeling a sense of hopeless. You're feeling like life is just not turning out the way that you wanted. If you would just begin to pause on a daily basis and thank God for everything he has done in your life, for every blessing that you have, for every gift that he's bestowed to you, for the house that you live in, for the job that you have, for the family he's blessed you with, I'm telling you, it will change how you think and how you feel about life. If we're gonna learn how to say it, we must first start saying it to God. Growing up in church, early on, probably as a teenager, I learned to pray this way. And every time I talk to people, they're like, I've never heard of that. And so I feel like I should share it with you too as well. When I was growing up as a, as a young person, I was taught how to pray with this, basically this acronym called ACTS, just A-C-T-S. So it was just a, a way to pray. And if you're a young person, maybe this would be helpful for you. Maybe you feel like, man, I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to thank God. I don't, I don't even know where to start, how to pray. It's just a simple way of praying. It starts with the, the letter A, adoration. When we go to God in prayer, we just begin to adore him. We just say, man, God, you are faithful. You are good. You are my provider. I just adored God in his nature and his character for who he is. Confession, see, it's an opportunity for us to get right with God and right with others. You and I are all prone to fall short. You and I are all prone 
to, to fall and make mistakes. You and I are all prone to sin. Confession's a great opportunity to confess our sins before God. You know, God, I'm here today just letting you know I'm, I'm sorry for the way I responded to my wife. I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. Now I need to go apologize to her and ask for her forgiveness. But God, forgive me for that. I, I didn't have the right attitude. You know, God, I, I, I shouldn't have done what I did. I shouldn't have said what I did. I, I fell short. Forgive me, God, confess. Confess and make your heart right before God. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, tea. God, thank you for my family. God, thank you for my church. God, thank you for the people in my life that have got me where I am today. God, thank you that you're great and I'm not Lord of my life, you are. God, thank you that you're in control of my finances and my wealth and how I'm able to live and take care of my family. God, thank you that I got legs and arms and breath in my lungs and health to live. Thank you, God. Thanksgiving, adoration, confession, thanksgiving. And then lastly, supplication. And now, God, I need a raise. God, I need favor tomorrow in that interview. God, I need, I, need, I need your help with my child who's not listening. God, I, I need you to work in my family. God, my son is falling away from you. Bring him back to you. God, I need, God, help me request. God, please, God, on, on behalf of, of your love for my family, for my, what, and whatever, you begin to offer prayers to God. Lord, answer me, help me here, do this, do that. But it's amazing that if we start with adoration, the supplication feels all the more better, doesn't it? But if all we do is go to God and go, hey, God, I need this, and I need this, and I need this, it, it, feels, it feels like something's missing. It's a great way to pray. I encourage you to do so. So we thank God, and there's, Again, Bible's chock full of ways to thank God. But we also take time, and there's so much power in this, we take time to say it to others. We say thank you to others. We take time to request thanksgiving and praise to others. In fact, we just got done with a series on the book of Colossians. And let me just read to you all the different ways Colossians we didn't necessarily focus on this in the series, but listen to Paul, how many times he brings up thanksgiving or thanking others. Colossians 1.3, we always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.11-12, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you, have the, so you have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Colossians 2.7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. There it is again. Colossians 3.15-17, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Here it is. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing songs or, and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. There it is again. And then lastly, Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and what? And a thankful heart. See, there's so much power in saying thank you to people who have impacted your life and people who have done so much for you. I want to do it today in service. 
because I think it's so powerful. And so I'm just going to invite just some key people that are a part of our church that I love and respect and appreciate. So I'm going to invite, first of all, Neil and Joanne. If you'll make your way up to the stage, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, John, I'm going to call you Angel John from now on. John, if you come on up to the stage. I'm going to invite Fermin and Veronica and Alex and Milka to come up on the stage. And I know Tony's not here today, Lisa, but I'm going to invite Lisa to also come up on the stage. Can you give all these people a huge hand as they make their way up? Just line up all up on the front here, my friends. Awesome. Come on down. They had no idea this was happening to them, so this, is, this is, makes, makes it so fun. I love it. Again, I think there's so much power in saying thank you, and I want to model it today because to me it's always an honor to thank people for what they do, not only for our church, but what they've done for me personally. And uh, this is a great opportunity for me to do this today on the weekend of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to start with uh, Neil and Joanne. This is Neil and Joanne. And uh, one of the things about Neil and Joanne that I love, and I'm just going to give you a little backstory for a minute here. So obviously, we're a, we're a church that has been adopted, right? We adopted uh, Venture Church in Redmond, and now we're Grove Church Tahomish, a campus of the Grove Church. Well, one of the cool things in the early stages of uh, meeting with the leaders and meeting with the board was uh, meeting with Neil and Carla obviously was there and so was a guy named Danny, but meeting with them and just hearing their hearts and, and just wanting to see what they loved about the church. And I'll never forget, and I don't know if Neil ever remembers this, but one of the things that, that had happened during the meetings is I had, I had vocaled pretty honestly that I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm the guy to do this, um, but I know God's going to send the right person, and whoever that person is, it's going to be awesome, but it may not be me and my family, but God bless you guys, okay? And uh, I felt a little insecure. I felt a little nervous. Obviously, I've never been in a role like this, and so, but one of the things in the meetings that Neil had said to me that really meant so much to me, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but he said something about, you know, we just want Andrew. We want Andrew and Amanda. As long as we get Andrew Amanda, we will be good. And honestly, man, that touched my heart. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> So, but Neil, Neil and Joanne are amazing people, okay? Neil and Joanne show up, not to make anybody feel guilty here today. This is not a guilt for you to serve, okay? Neil and Joanne show up at 7 a.m. To, to make this church happen. And they do it with gracious hearts. I've never heard them complain. I've never heard them ask, you know, ask to come off the shift. They just serve faithfully. And they pray for us. They're an encouragement. And they're amazing individuals who have welcomed us in a really beautiful way. And it, it, it deserves a thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Man. See, it has been down good, hasn't it? <laughs> thank you. Okay, Lisa and your better half's at work today. This is Lisa Sabados. Okay, this couple is awesome. I knew them from Grove Marysville. What's so cool about them, you may not even know this, is we're a mobile church. We store our truck and trailer in their home. Well, not literally in their home, but on their property. Okay, and this, they bless us, first of all, with that. 
But the cool story about Tony and Lisa is how God has brought us together for this season of our church. When this all happened, I was in the lobby at Grove Marysville and I was talking to Tony and you guys are thinking about moving and now you're never moving. And um, we were talking in, in the lobby and I said, man, I said, Tony, man, I, what's been going on? Yeah, I don't know, man. And he's like, I, he said, this is what Tony says. Yeah, man, they, I was at the Lake Stevens Bartels and now they're moving me to the Snohomish Bartels and I, I don't know why that's happening, but I guess it is. And so I'm now I have to work out of that store. And I literally was going up to Tony that day to want to talk to him about being a part of our campus. And he says, this is what first came out of his mouth. But these are amazing people. They, they have come along this, for this ride and serve. They're faithful. They're generous. They're kind. They love people. They love you if you've met them. And I just want to tell you so much. Thank you for everything that you do for our church. We appreciate you. Thank you. This is, uh, this is Angel John. I'm calling him an angel. So John appears out of nowhere, okay? Literally, all right? Um, John is here again, bright and early, every single Sunday, helping us with, with setup. And I was asking our, our staff last week, I'm like, so do we schedule John? And like, no, no. Does anybody call John? No, no. Does, is anybody reminding him to be there? no. No, he just shows up every week. And seriously, man, you've been with us now since Redmond. And um, here's what's so cool about you, man. You serve with such sincerity. Um, You're so gracious towards every person. You have a ferocious beard that we're all impressed with. And um, honestly, man, thank you for your heart and your dedication to our church, your love for this family. It's awesome. And we so appreciate you, man. So thank you. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, and then this awesome family. If you haven't seen them, they're either on the stage, they're either out in the lobby, they're either loving on your kiddos. And here's what's so cool about this family. Even when they're not scheduled, they're here, they're a part of what God's doing. They're so incredibly generous, right? And they're, they're, they're so kind in the way that they serve. And I just wanna tell you guys, thank you. Thank you for your dedication, Thank you for back in the day doing signs for me. Um, you guys are seriously a remarkable family. You love God. You love others. You model such sacrifice. And there's so much good that comes from your hearts. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything you do for our church. Can you give them a hand? Thank you, man. Love you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, you guys can, you guys can find a seat here. I'm going to have the worship team make their way forward as I wrap up this message today. You know, it feels so incredible to say thank you, doesn't it? It's like if you came in today feeling sad, I guarantee you're feeling a little bit happier today. It feels so good to say thank you. There's something powerful that happens in our lives. You are sitting here today because someone has invested in your life. Someone taught you how to read or write. Someone taught you how to drive. Someone led you to faith in Christ. Someone got you the job. Someone got you the house. Someone made sure that who you are today is remarkable and amazing. Someone did that for you. 
And I wanna encourage you today. I wanna encourage you on this season of gratitude. I wanna encourage you in this series of Say It. I wanna encourage you to say it. I wanna encourage you to tell people about it. I want you to proclaim it. I want you to speak it. I want you to write it. I want you to text it. I want you to find the people in your life this week. Find the people in your life this week that have done so much to get you to where you are today. And I want you to pause. I want you to look them in the eye. I want you to make that call if they live across the country. I want you to write it in a card. I was even thinking about this for some people in here. You go, man, the person I really, really want to say thank you to, they're not here anymore. They, they passed away. They're, they're no longer here. And although I don't believe at all that we speak to the dead, I don't believe at all that we can talk to our loved ones who are now passed away, but I believe it's a good exercise for your soul that if there was someone in your life that got you to where you are today and they're no longer here, I would still express gratitude to them in a card. I would still write out on a piece of paper what you're thankful for. Why? Because it's not really for them anymore, it's for you. It's for you to express it. It's for you to remind yourself everything that they've done. And here's what's gonna happen. When you begin to say thank you, when you begin to really practice this, I'm telling you, your heart is gonna grow it's like the Grinch. It's gonna grow three times bigger. Your heart's gonna grow. You're gonna become more gentler. You're gonna become more gracious. And you're gonna to begin to appreciate all that God has, all that God has done, all that he's done in your life. Let me pray for you today. God, I thank you so much that in this life, we get the opportunity to say thank you. We get the opportunity, God, to say it. To say thank you to you, God, right now again. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the hope we have in Christ. Thank you, God, that this life is not our home, but in heaven with you someday. God, thank you that you sent your son Jesus for our lives, and he is the head of this church. But God, we also, God, get to practice saying it to others. We get to write it. We get to proclaim it. We get to post it. We get to do whatever we can to tell those that have impacted our lives, thank you. And I pray we would do it today. I pray we would do it in January. I pray we would do it in July. I pray it wouldn't just be around November and December that we give thanks, but we would live a lifestyle of gratitude. It's in your good name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grove Church Snohomish Sermon Podcast. If you want to keep up with us, like us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at grove.church.